1: I'm Joel Brzezinski, the Grow in Grace podcast, Mike Kapler there. We're doing this thing together for um, well over 14 years now and uh, several podcasts above 700 now. And we've been doing, for the last uh, several podcasts, we've been doing Born Identity, talking about this solid and secure and sure identity that we have in Jesus Christ, apart from anything that we do, apart from our works apart from our attempts at righteousness, apart from anything that we could possibly do before God to present ourselves as anything. It's all his gift. We've received righteousness. We've been sanctified. We've been forgiven completely once and for all. All of these things are God's gift to us, things that he has gifted us with, not that we have done anything to deserve or to earn. And that's good news. Some people don't really think of it as good news because um, they think that, well, it's just going to cause people to go and want to sin and live wildly. And they'll even accuse us, we who preach this gospel of grace, they'll accuse us saying, they're just teaching that everyone can just go out and sin. And all of those accusations are baseless. We don't preach that. We don't share that. We don't teach people to go out and live licentiously. We don't teach people that you're under grace, so you might as well just go do whatever you want. We don't teach that. We don't say that type of thing. And in fact, we do say that grace is the very thing that teaches us to deny ungodliness and to live righteously. And so uh, with that said, it's not about our works it's not about what we can do to please God. We receive the free gift from him and then we grow in that. And it's a, it's a really a, it can be a beautiful life for people, uh, one where they don't have to avoid God or try to hide from him in shame because of the things they've done. But when we've messed up, we can just go right to Him knowing that in Christ we are the righteousness of God. Uh, we've been justified by God's grace through faith. and because of that we have peace. With God, so we're going to be talking about
0: peace and and the rest that we have in Christ this week. It is amazing what people think they hear us say that we've never said, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I get it. I understand that they're coming at the Bible from a, an entirely different perspective, maybe even similar to what you and I once were looking at it, uh, Joel, when we were younger and and a little bit uh, uninformed, and somewhat ignorant of the true gospel message through God's grace. Even the religious community tries to come up with an insulting term for it, with hyper-grace, you know? Mm -hmm. Trying to paint people out there as some sort of an extremist when it comes to the grace of God. Well, grace is meant to be extreme. (laughs) But I I like what you said. Here's the thing. You, You can't get to the place where you are going to be living in a way that makes yourself more acceptable to God. That's not what this is about. Sinning less will be profitable for you. It will benefit you and probably those around you But it doesn't change your position with God when you do that, because you see when there's still sinful actions taking place of some kind when they manifest, which we all have struggle with that to some extent, whether it's in our thoughts, our deeds, what whatever it is, we all still struggle with that, and so you see that's why it can't be about us and what we do, because you you're never going to be to that place of perfection. That's the requirement. When it comes to uh, our actions. But fortunately, perfection wasn't found in what we do. Perfection would be found in Jesus Christ, and we're in Him. It's in Him that we have peace. And you know, we just wrapped up as we talk about this born identity that we have and various facets of that identity that we're addressing here on the podcast from week to week. We just got done talking about forgiveness. And let me just stretch our thinking here just a little bit. I know it stretches mine, and you can do what you want with it. But when, you know, for the last four weeks we've been talking about forgiveness, God not remembering sins anymore, the final sacrifice of Christ in his blood. When did God stop remembering our sins? I mean, when did forgiveness become complete to where there would not be another offering needed anymore? When did that happen? Did it happen when you went to the crusade and decided to believe in Jesus Christ, or did it happen at the cross? Did it happen through the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, where the, the blood was put on the real altar in heaven, not a fake one here on earth? I say all that, Joel, because I, I think sometimes, and, and you anyone can disagree with me, it's okay, we can look at this differently. I just think that forgiveness is not entirely synonymous with salvation. Now, they do sort of intersect from a receiving perspective, and we come alive to God, and we come alive to the reality that forgiveness is ours. Uh, We receive that by believing, I think, but I think, Joel, there's a place—I know when when I—there was a moment in my life where I professed Jesus Christ, and I asked him to come into my heart when I was a child. That was a major point in my life for me, because I remember it so well, and I, I began to realize some things I hadn't ever seen before. Is that when I was forgiven? I think it was actually quite some time ago, long before that, long before I was even born, that I was actually forgiven. I just came into the life of Christ by believing, and and so to me this brings us peace. It brings us, and this is what they went around teaching. I'm uh, not necessarily specifically what I just said, but they went around teaching this peace to the people. The peace that would come through Jesus Christ. He was the Word that was manifested and became flesh and dwelt among us, and He came to bring peace that we can have in Him. Right. You know, you've heard
1: people say, uh, "Well, I've made my peace." with God. Well, sorry, but it's something you can't do. (laughs) The peace that we have with God is something that he has provided for us, and it's something that we accept. It's something that we receive as a free gift. Like you were talking about with the forgiveness issue, uh, the oldest person who is alive right now on planet Earth, at least that we know of, is into their one hundred and teens, I think. I don't think there's anybody above 120 that we know of. Maybe there is, but anyway.
0: I think one of them
1: is running for president. (laughs) 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 I wasn't expecting that. That made me laugh a little too much. But (laughs) (laughs) So the oldest person in the world, a current presidential candidate, or whoever it is, was not alive at the time, when forgiveness was provided. The forgiveness that we have was provided 2,000 years ago, and it was provided once. It's only been provided one time, and it was sufficient for all sins for all time. It's so like you say, there is something that intersects when we believe upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, when we call upon the Lord, when we receive Christ. We receive all that was provided for us 2,000 years ago, but it was something that occurred once. It's not something that we provided it's not something that we do now. It's something that happened back then, and we receive it. And so, like you say, this should bring peace in our hearts, knowing that it has nothing to do with us. It didn't happen in my lifetime. It's not something that I did. Therefore, Paul says in Romans 5, 1, after spending several chapters talking about how it's not by works, it's by grace, it's not by my efforts, it's not by what I do, but I have received the free gift of God's righteousness by grace through faith, therefore having been justified by faith, not by what I do, therefore having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now, how many Christians who are not basing their peace with God on the finished work of Jesus Christ and on God's grace, but rather are thinking that somehow there's something that they have to do. So how many Christians are actually walking with this hope? How many Christians are rejoicing in hope of the glory of God, as Paul says there? You see, many Christians who are downtrodden and depressed and sad and feeling bad about themselves in front of God because they're not sure they're not sure if they're saved. Well, I've messed up too many times. I've done this thing, and I don't think God can forgive me, or, or, or whatever. The pastor preaches the message on how it's all about what we do. Uh, sure, we're saved by grace, but, but you've got to do your part. And it comes in all kinds of flavors in the church today, but there are all kinds of reasons why people don't have hope. They don't rejoice in hope. They don't have peace with God, or they don't understand that they do have peace with God because it's all based upon their own works. And so we're here to declare the truth that having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. He himself provided it for us, and there's nothing that we can do to add or or to
0: take away from it. It's awesome. I mean, when I think of the peace of God, I, I think of what you just read there in Romans 5. And, of course, that starts out with the word therefore again. We've talked about this a lot. That means maybe we want to back up and see what did he say before this? And he he said quite a bit over the first four chapters of the book of Romans Mm -hmm. that led him to that point where he said, therefore – we have peace with God because it's not based upon what we do. It's not based upon our performance. It's not based upon trying to keep rules um, a, a, or improve upon keeping rules. That's not what this is based upon. More power to us if we can, like we said earlier, if we can behave in a better way. That that's wonderful, but that's not what this is based on. But talking about Jesus leading up to that. I kind of like how the, the New American Standard Bible puts this. He was delivered over because of our transgressions, because of our transgressions, and was raised because of our justification. Some translations say for our justification, but I just think that that's interesting. And of course, you know, when we talk about uh, justification, in, in a nutshell, what that means is it's the act of God declaring that men are free from guilt and that we have been made acceptable to him. And it came through Christ. Our righteousness, our justification, they came through him. And we have them because we're in him. And this gives us peace, Joel. This, this gives us the rest that Jesus was referring to when he was talking to his disciples. Not like what the world gives, but a, a permanent and, and everlasting peace.
1: See, if it were up to us to make our peace with God, <laughs> it wouldn't be lasting because we would mess it up somehow. <laughs> if we would find a way. God found fault with the people uh, who tried to obtain righteousness through what they did. God only finds fault with people. But when it comes to the once and for all sacrifice of Jesus Christ, he offered himself once and for all. And it's through that sacrifice, through him dying for our sins and and being raised up again, we have this peace with God. And it's a lasting peace because it's something that he provided. God doesn't go back on what he provided freely. So we can surely, truly rest in that. Well, moving on next week in our Born Identity series series, You may think of yourself as maybe a a dirty, rotten sinner. The world tends to view the word saint as, uh, you know, someone who's a saint, as as somebody who has really good behavior. Oh, that person over there, he's a saint. Well, that's not how God sees it. We'll talk about that next week. You are not a dirty, rotten sinner because being a saint isn't based on your behavior. Moving on with our Born Identity series next week, you are a saint on Growing in Grace.
0: This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.